You've tuned in to Naturopathic Earth Radio and Holistic Health News, where you get the latest on medical cover-ups, government malfeasance, toxins being put in our food and home, as well as sound, clean eating principles. We are here to cast a light on what the big sick care industry and its government shills don't want you to know. Don't be a slave to Big Pharma. Break free of the shackles of big food and start your journey now on a long, purposeful life. Become a citizen of naturopathic earth. Here's your host, A. Gregory Luna. Hello, everybody. I hope you are doing well today. This is Gregory. It's cold outside. But you know what? It's likely colder where you're at than where I'm at. See, this is the beauty of Texas. Is yes, it is 103 degrees every day from July to Labor Day. But in the winter, we're basking in nice 60 to 70 degree weather as you are freezing your arse in most of the rest of the country. But don't don't hate me. Don't hate me for that. You know, and your summers are awesome. This is why every summer I go up north to Canada or New England or, or Seattle, Oregon, because you guys have great summers, but your winters are crap. <laughs> right. So today we're going to talk about menopause, drugs and cancer, things that we love to talk about here at Holistic Health News. Before I forget, I do want to wish all of you a Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Even though Kwanzaa was a holiday invented by a African American professor in the 1960s, Hanukkah, which has been around since the Maccabees, go read the Maccabees. Oh wait, if you're not, if you're a Protestant, you, or you know, you might not have the Book of Maccabees because only the Orthodox and the Catholics actually have that book. That's where the whole festival of Hanukkah comes from, and of course, the Jews have that in their in, in their in their book. But Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and all those things like that. Breast cancer risk from menopause hormones may last decades. Women who use certain types of hormones after menopause may still have an increased risk of developing breast cancer nearly two decades after they stop taking the pills. Again, this is why we want to avoid big pharma, if we can Women who use certain types of hormones after menopause still have an increased risk of developing breast cancer nearly two decades after they stop taking the pills. Long-term results from a big federal study suggest, although the risk is very small, doctors say a new generation of women entering menopause may not be aware of landmark findings from 2002 that tied higher breast cancer rates to hormone pills combining estrogen and progestin. So look, I mean, we've talked about this with the, we, we have a couple of episodes on the birth control pill and hormonal contraceptives and the IUD. And we, we have like five or six episodes, if you go through the catalog, on the problems with introducing fake or xenoestrogens and, and fake hormones into the body. It throws everything off. Quote, the message is not, it's probably not clear, close quote, that even short-term use may have lasting effects, says Dr. Rowan Schlabowski of Harvard UCLA Medical Center in Torrance, California. He discussed the new results Friday at the San Antonio Breast Cancer Symposium. The results are from the Women's Health Initiative, a federally funded study that tested pills that doctors long thought would prevent heart disease, bone loss, and other problems in women after menopause. More than 16,000 women aged 50 to 70 were given combination hormone or dummy pills for five to six years. 
The main part of the study was stopped in 2002 when researchers surprisingly saw more heart problems and breast cancers among hormone users. Because they thought it was going to help with the heart disease, but no, it didn't. Women were advised to stop treatment, but doctors have continued to study them and have information on about two-thirds. With roughly 19 years of follow-up, 19, 572 breast cancers have occurred in women on hormones versus 431 among those on dummy pills. That worked out to a 29% greater risk of developing the disease for hormone takers. Okay, so, I mean, 30% is pretty good. Still, it was just it was a difference of just 141 cases over many years. So women with severe hot flashes and other menopause symptoms may decide that the benefits of the pills outweigh their risks, doctors say. The advice remains to use the lowest possible dose for the shortest time. Yeah, so I mean, look, I'm not a woman. I, I don't know what it's like to have hot flashes and go through menopause. I mean, they say that men have andropause, but I don't. I don't think it's the the symptoms are similar. So I don't know. I mean, but look, if there's a chance you're gonna get breast cancer because of this, even if it goes up a little. That's probably not a good thing. And we know a lot of breast cancer incidences now are caused by environment environmental factors. In fact, they've done these studies where it shows like like people who get breast cancer, lots of times it doesn't even run in their family. Because the media makes it sound like if if everybody, like your sister has it, you'll have it, your grandma had it. It's like diabetes, right? That's how it is in diabetes where I live in Texas. Like everybody has it. Everybody in the family has it. Uh, but but no, like breast cancer has, has gone up largely because of the environmental issues. You know, the plastics and the parabens and the cosmetics and you know, all the things that we talk about here. But still, if these pills give you a chance to to raise your chance of breast cancer, I probably wouldn't take it. I would just tolerate it or go for naturopathic ways to remedy the hot flashes and all these things. Why might hormones raise breast risk? The hormones are stimulating the cells to grow, and it can take many years for a tumor to form and be detected, says C. Kent Osborne, a Baylor College of Medicine breast cancer expert. I love guys who put the first name as an initial. C. Kent Osborne. That's kind of like a Gregory Luna uh, joke. Women are prescribed hormones in combination because taking estrogen alone raises the chances of uterine cancer. Great. So, uh, well, I'm not going to go off on the pill. However, one quarter of women over 50 no longer have a uterus and can take estrogen alone for menopause symptoms. Okay. I mean, that, that's another rise. You know, when way back when, when I was a teacher, I would take students to the hospital and they would see robot, Da Vinci robots, take out uterus, uterize from women. And this is like the big thing the last uh, 20 years. You know, it's like, oh, I'm 50, I'm no longer fertile, or I'm having really bad uterine fibroids. Let's just take out my uterus. <laughs> Let's just take out my uterus and my ovaries. And they just take them out. I don't know. I don't know if I'm a big fan of that. I don't think they should definitely be taking out your ovaries because then again, you're going to be on, on I mean, depending on what your age is, you're going to be on, on artificial hormones to maintain your femininity. And it's probably best to keep the ovaries in. But I guess if you want to have your uterus taken out, if you're sure you don't want to have any more children and you want to make these, these doctors rich, then I guess go ahead and do it. So the same study tested estrogen alone versus dummy pills in more than 10,000 such women, and the conclusion was opposite of what was seen with combination hormones. Women on estrogen alone for seven years had a 23% lower risk of developing breast cancer up to 19 years. There were 231 cases among them versus 289 in the placebo group. 
These results contradict what some observational studies have found, though, and doctors do not recommend any hormone use to prevent disease because of the murky picture of risks and benefits. That's smart. Some of those doctors are smart. Just don't risk it at all. The federal study only tested hormone pills. Getting hormones through a patch or vaginal ring may not carry the same risk or benefits. The results are another reason that hormone users should follow guidelines to get regular mammograms to check for cancer, says Jennifer Litton, a breast specialist at MD Anderson Cancer Center in Houston. Continuing to screen appropriately remains important, blah, blah, blah. Okay, look, we have a video on Susan G. I'm sorry, we have an episode on Susan G. Komen, the scam that is Susan G. Komen. It's probably on episode 150, 170. And we talk about the mammogram scam. Okay, look. There have been tons of studies on this. Mammograms are no more effective than detecting breast cancer than, than self-examination. And the, the thing that's even worse, of course, is that mammograms use radiation. So you're increasing your chances of getting breast cancer by having the mammograms. Now you might be a little grippy. What do I do? Well, again, self-breast examination. But also they have thermoscans. Thermoscans use heat, thermography. They use heat. And it's not... Uh, radiation-based. So I would use thermography, go to a doctor that uses thermography, and then do your self-breast examination and avoid the mammograms. So it just drives me crazy when the woman's like, oh, you go do mammograms. Because what you find out in that episode, there's a humongous paper trail from Komen and General Electric, who makes most of the mammogram machines to the hospitals and the forms of grants and bribes. We talk about this also in the medical school episode, how big pharma gives humongous grants to medical schools to essentially bribe them off to influence the curriculum. I mean, this is a major issue. So look, guys. Let me take a breath. I care about you women. And I don't like the fact that women are taking hormonal replacements after menopause. What I would suggest to you, and of course, I have to be true and real to my mission statement at Naturopathic Earth, is go see a naturopathic doctor, or at least go see a medical doctor who's trained in complementary medicine, holistic medicine. Go see an acupuncturist, whatever. When you're hitting 45, 46, 47, go there first. Exhaust all the natural remedies to uh, mitigate or lessen menopausal symptoms before you go down the road of big pharma drugs. Because as this article says from ABC News, the, the studies are murky. They're murky. And what else do we know? We know that a lot of the drugs that have been used or prescribed for breast cancer treatment or breast cancer prevention have caused major problems. The one I think of mostly is tamoxifen. Tamoxifen, tamoxifen excuse me, has horrific side effects, but doctors continue to prescribe this drug. And it's troubling. So look, what I would tell you women is go to somebody naturopathic and I mean, you could you could do the research, use bioidentical hormones like bioidentical testosterone because you want to make sure your libido stays up because again, if you're married and you're 45 you're, and your your husband's still going to want to have sex and if you're not using bioidentical testosterone or some natural testosterone, you're not going to want to have sex and that's going to cause major friction and possibly even uh, alienation and divorce in your marriage. So it is important that you find ways to biohack your hormones uh, when you're getting close to perimenopause and menopause. But the takeaway is 
consult somebody naturopathic or somebody that's more aligned and, and more of the benign yet possibly effective treatments using botanical medicine and clinical nutrition and, and good exercise and, and acupuncture and these things first and then maybe go down the road of the drugs. But again, if you're going to go down the road of the drugs, find a doctor who is educated in these studies and knowing the side effects of using these prescription drugs to treat menopause. Because again, the only person that really cares about your health is you. These doctors don't care about you. You have to look out for you. You're number one in terms of your health. So you know, use the time, invest your time on what's important. Stop watching the Bravo and research this stuff and seek out the proper people and go through the proper steps. So the proper steps, in my opinion, of course, to be the naturopathic alignment first and then go to the, the complementary, complementary or holistic, the medical doctors who are trained in, in more naturopathic stuff and then go down the road of, the, of the, I guess, I suppose the conventional endocrinologist and so forth. That would be my advice to you. But just understand that all prescription drugs have side effects. There's no such thing as a drug that does not. Some have less side effects, some have more side effects, but they all have side effects. So I love you girls. I love you to death. I just want you to be educated on these things. Guys, the website's Naturopathic Earth. Go check it out. On there, there's tons of articles, tons of food recipes. Click on the food recipes. Click on the Amazon links. Boom, it takes you to Amazon. This is Christmas time. All right, go buy some stuff. We get a 2% commission at no expense to you. If you want to support us, click on the PayPal me link. Boom, put in five bucks, 10 bucks. Boom, I get the money. It helps out because I got to pay for the website and the podcast hosting. Revelations of a Weight Loss Warrior. Buy that book if you want to know how to lose weight and keep it off. It's like 10 bucks. You can buy it on Kindle for less. Click on the links to get to it. What else? Oh, one-on-one coaching through Clarity. So if you want to talk one-on-one, yeah, talk about weight loss, talk about drugs, talk about drugs, talk about drugs, talk about whatever you want. It's like a buck 66 a minute. We talk on the phone, click on the link. And of course, there's three podcasts in the NPE family, Holistic Health News, The Essential Oils and Herbal Apothecary. We're finally wrapping up season two. It started in May. I've been doing at least an episode a week. In the summer, I was doing like two or three. We're wrapping up season two. We're finishing up the single episodes on oils because frankly, I've done like 45 and I'm running out of oils. And then season three, we're going to repackage it and start doing Oils for insomnia, oils for depression, oils. We'll do it. We'll do that format for season three. But go check that out. And of course, we have the Confessions of an Obese Child podcast, where we talk about topics that are important and interesting to people who were formerly overweight or have overweight children, or just want to learn about food addiction and issues. Until next time, guys. Take care. God bless. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to NPE Radio and Holistic Health News. Visit our website at naturopathicearth.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Holistic News Now and at our Facebook page at Naturopathic Earth. Please consider a donation at patreon.com slash naturopathic earth. Buy the confessions of an obese child ebook on Amazon or Barnes & Noble Nook. Consider subscribing to our podcast. And as always, please post an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to this. And remember, the core belief at NPE, let food be thy medicine, let nature be thy healer. Until next time, music courtesy of Nine Inch Nails.